The Thread is a new hit podcast from Aussie Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another, like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. 
It is very expensive being a single person out here. I run through a lot of dope being single. And Brother Envy, yes, I would sir. like you to congratulate me, brother, because I did get some Kum Kum last weekend. I had Woo! to pay for it, but I got some. Oh, was it a real person or was, was it a doll? Definitely yeah, a rope. Yeah, definitely a, a doll. Lady, it was, yeah, it was a young lady. I had to pay for it. Young I, lady? How old is young? What age? He was, he was 27. Oh, okay. you paid for it? What's the price of Pum Pum in Milwaukee I, I had, nowadays? I had to pay... I had to pay a hundred dollars. So I didn't want you to, but I paid had. her. Well, you, you get what you pay. Them. You get what you paid for, man. So call me when you uh, start getting that herpes medication. Was okay? it worth it? Uh, but, well, you know, at this stage of the game, Miss yeah, you got to make it happen somehow. My great grandma Clyde always told me, baby, sometimes you got to pay to play. Oh I didn't gosh. understand what she talked about back then. I thought she was had Alzheimer's. Let me tell you something. I, I can guarantee you your grandma charged more than a hundred dollars. Okay. Oh, stop it. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Call us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The mother, mother phone and die. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? Brianna. Hey, get it off your chest. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say good morning to everybody. I'm calling from Salisbury, Maryland. Good morning. And I just want to wish everybody a productive week. Okay, thank you, Mama. When I think of Salisbury, Maryland, I think of Salisbury steak. <laughs> and I don't even eat that. That's like mystery meat. I love it. <laughs> you, you sound like you're it? in a good mood this morning. I am. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting over pneumonia, but I mean, I'm still just like really blessed because you know I didn't have to wake up this morning, so I'm just trying to go forward every day a little more positive than the last day. So. Or just bone. How you got pneumonia, boo? I have no clue how I got it. And I had it for about a week before I even figured it out. So. It's standing online at the club with a little short skirt on and no panties. Indeed. Nah, I got too much meat for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mama. Hello, who's this? Precious. Hey, Precious. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? All right. Why are you Why are you calling this morning, Mama? Because my girl then called me her ex's name a couple times. Hey. Oh, man. Hey. Yes. Shout, out to, shout out to your yes. girl's ex for having that good tongue game. No. No, ever. No, no, no. Well, is she doing it in the bedroom or is it just random? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, in the bedroom. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what that means? That means that her jaw game way better than yours. Oh, so boy. step it up, mom. It's not funny, Charlotte. <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm off the chain. Thank what's, you. What's her ex's name? I'm not going to say her name. Put her on blast. You may be off the chain, but she, she can't forget no her credit. ex's name. What's her name? No credit. What's her name? We just want to know her name. Mama. Mama. Okay, so Mona, maybe. Man. So what does she say when she Mona. says her name by accident? Does she pretend Mona. it didn't happen? Does she apologize? Mona. Yes, she pretended oh. doesn't ha- it didn't happen. Oh, wow. And I'd be like, I heard you. Oh, Mona. Like, I'm sorry, I don't know why. That's what she got. Yeah. It's what you're like. I'm moaning. Yeah. Mona. Oh, moaning. Man. Well, I'm, so- I'm sorry <laughs> for that, Mona. Oh, Mona. Step your jaw game, <laughs> oh, she gotta be like. Oh, she got to be like, I was just watching Love and Hip Hop, Mona. That's crazy that your jaw game so whack she can't forget her ex's name, though. I'm going to be honest. It's with not whack. It's not whack. Maybe you need some new tricks. Try a halls in your mouth or something. A halls. All right, Mama. Thank you for calling, Mona. Thank you. Bye-bye. That sucks. Yeah, that. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Ziggy calling from Charleston. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, 843, what's happening? So check it out. I got a gig at Walmart, right? They said I was eligible for hiring, but they didn't call me back yet. It's been five days. Mm. Did you call them back? No. Well, maybe you should do that. Or uh, maybe you're not getting a job. But you that should. Ain't right. No, you should definitely hit them up and be like, "Hey, I'm just checking in to see if there was any other information that you needed, and to see the status of my no, resume." I passed, the back, I passed the background check and all that, but I ain't getting no call back. Sir, call it's called them. a follow up. You ever heard of a follow up? God damn, this your first job. 
No. I did. <laughs> this, is my, this is my 13th job. Your 13th job. Listen, go follow up, bro. Stop playing. All right. All right. My Jeez. goodness. But you could call us. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tanisha from Detroit. Hey, mama. What up, though? Get it off your date. chest. Yes. I'm here spreading love and blessings. You know, there's so much negativity in the world, and ain't nobody got time for that. I be feeling the same way all the time. That's why I keep it positive. That's all you can do. You know what I'm saying? And even with nobody else keeps it positive, you have to keep it positive for yourself. There That's you what go. I say. I don't let anybody else dictate what my mood is going to be. There you go, mama. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we have uh, a young lady in the building, Miss Nina Page. Her name is not Nina Page; it's Gina Page. You crazy fool! <laughs> okay, and Gina Page uh, is the founder of AfricanAncestry.com. You know, uh, a couple of months ago, I took a 23andMe.com test, and it said that I was 97% West African, which I love because I'm black as black as hell. And uh, somebody, Chadwick Boseman, actually put us on the African ancestry and said that if you get with them, they can tell you your tribe and what country you're from. So, right. As a matter of fact, play the clip. Let's play the clip. Play the clip. What I did is I took a DNA test. Me too. Yeah. So, so where are you from? <laughs> I'm, fr- I'm 97% uh, East African. West African. No, see, that's the wrong test. Which one you took? Like, you got the... You, exact- took, you took Ancestry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took a- African Ancestry. What's the difference? So African Ancestry could tell you the specific... Um, ethnic group that you come from. Mm. So, you know, if you if you just know the country, that's still the European borders. But if you know that you're Yoruba from Nigeria, then you can now now you can you can pinpoint specific customs and rituals Got you. that that are part of your past. So our special guest heard that Miss Gina, <laughs> Gina, Gina Page, right? And so she sent us African ancestry. Kids. Right. Well, good morning, Miss Gina Page. Good morning. Page. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Now, how do you get all these results? We are able to get these results because we are the largest database of African lineages in the world. Mm-hmm. So we're the only DNA company, if you will, for, for ancestry that can can specialize in giving black people specific information. How long have you been doing this work? 15 years. Wow. So we pioneered this technology. What made you do it? What, what what was the start? Like, why were you, you know, what made you want to do this? You know, so my business partner is a geneticist, mm-hmm. Dr. Rick Kittles, who is a fan of your show. Thank you, Dr. And, Kittles, uh, for having no taste. I appreciate <laughs> you. A man distinguishing yourself. He, um, he really wanted to know where he was from. Mm. That's how it really started. Right. He just wanted to know where he was from. As he moved along in his career, he worked on the New York African Burial Ground Project Mm in the 90s here in New York in lower Manhattan. They were building a federal building, and they unearthed a cemetery in the process. Mm. And so a team from Howard University was brought in to identify the ancestry of those bones. So then the community said, well, if you can do it for bones, you should be able to do it for me. I'm Mm. still alive. And so it was a classic case of the community saying, I want this information. Wow. And us forming a company to provide them with the answer. I didn't know what you were doing before all this. Because <laughs> either it was boring or it wasn't fulfilling. Like something. <laughs> I had a corporate background. So, okay. I, so I marketed Colgate Palmolive products, okay. uh, Sara Lee Bakery products, stuff like that. Wasn't fulfilling is this? No, because you know what? It doesn't really matter if you use 
dish liquid that has scrubbing bubbles in it or if it <laughs> smells like lavender. That doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we, we shouldn't really be eating a whole bunch of cheesecakes and frozen pies and mm. all of that. This technology did not exist. Mm. Before AfricanAncestry.com, if you wanted to know where in Africa you came from, you were short. Mm, that's real. And so this isn't like anything else that has ever existed. So, yeah, it's very different and much more fulfilling. Now, you tested a lot of celebrities. You tested Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. John Legend, yes. Spike Lee. Yes. And now we're excited. Uh, Lisa Rice. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited to get ours. I want to see if I'm if I'm really black or I'm uh, Dominican. Not, or, we'll get to that. Not or, yet. Or, <laughs> or if I'm uh, European from somewhere. I, I think you're Dominican. I'm going to be honest with you. Have, have you. have you ever had that happen? Somebody can't wait to see where they're from Africa, but they're from somewhere totally different? Yeah, it wouldn't be the Caribbean, though, because okay. we were taken, we were brought from Africa to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't say Dominican, it would go beyond to Africa. Gotcha. But yeah, so we don't know what we're going to find. We're mm. called African ancestry, but none of us is 100% anything, mm. right? I was 97 when I did that other test. See, and that's not yeah. 100%, so yeah. you were 3% something else. Yep. So we might find part of your 97% or we might find part of your 3%. We don't know. I think I'm Indian. I think I got a little Indian in me. You might. You might. I think so. Might. I think my mama told me one time my great-grandfather was Your mama Indian. did what with an Indian? What happened? Nothing with you. Don't shut up. What you say? I think she told me <laughs> that her grandfather was an Indian or something. I don't know. Why is it important for people to know their ancestry? That, that's your foundation. Mm-hmm. You can't know who you are if you don't know where you come from. Right. Mm. And we're, as black Americans, we're the only group in this country that doesn't know. We know we're from Africa at some point. We know it's West Africa Mm -hmm. because we know history. But there are thousands of cultures and traditions and practices. So it's a real difference when you know that your ancestry is African versus knowing that your people were uh, warriors or your people were artisans Mm -hmm. or your people were business people like mine. Mm -hmm. So it puts my entrepreneurship into perspective in a new way. What's your tribe? So on my father's 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 line, I I trace back to the house of people living in Nigeria Mm -hmm. today. And then on my mother's 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 line, like you all did, I trace back to the Fulani people living in Nigeria. Did you see a spike in people uh, wanting to know where where they're from after Black Panther? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was amazing how the consciousness just shifted mm. almost on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now people want to find their own Wakanda. You know, they already know they're African. That's not what they want to know. They want to know where in Africa. So um, that movie was definitely um, instrumental and pivotal in sh- shifting the collective consciousness. Because, you know, before February, when we would tell people what we would do, they would say, I'm from Zamunda. Yes. <laughs> right? Zamunda was our cultural yeah. reference. Right, right, right. And then the day Black Panther launched, is, now we're all from Wakanda. Wakanda. That's still a debate, though. <laughs> all jokes aside, Wakanda, where, Zamunda. Where would you rather be for? See, I feel like Zamunda is more like Jersey. Wakanda's more like New York. Like, I would live in Zamunda and work in Wakanda. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like Zamunda probably good. a little bit more country, a little more rural. You know, Wakanda's more city like. So yeah. I would I would live in Zamunda, work in Wakanda. Yeah. You know, they didn't show us Zamunda though. Just a little bit. Just just, just when they were bit. going through yeah, the, going through, yeah, the town, yeah. The town. yeah, yeah. We saw a lot more in Wakanda. All right, we have more with Gina Page when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Gina Page here from African Ancestry. Charlemagne? You ready? I'm ready. You ready to find out you're from Dominican and go have some questions for your parents? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I better not be. My wife already got hers back. My wife got hers back this week, I believe. Okay. Yeah, she's a, from Sierra Leone. Okay. So that's why I call her my diamond from Sierra Leone. All right. Yes. So who should I do first? Um, Do the Dominican first. Okay. So the test that we did for you traces your mother's mother's you mother's mother's line. Okay. I'm yeah, I will. And um it only looks at that branch of your tree. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look at anybody else, nobody on your father's side, nobody on your mother's father's side. It's just mother to mother to mother. Gotcha. And these results are gonna be the same for you your children, your siblings, your mother, mm-hmm. her brothers and sisters, their kids, everybody in the family is now going to share these results. So right. the mother is the most important one to get because that's the most comprehensive? Or? No, the mother is important to get because there's a 92% chance that's going to be African. Mm, got you. When we do the paternal line, it only comes back African 65% of the time. Really? I wonder why. Because white men we're having brown babies. Mm. We look, we're raping, raping our ancestors. Our, yeah, raping our ancestors. Yes. You said that. <laughs> so when we look at the Y chromosome that you you all as men get from white men, I mean, get from your fathers. <laughs> get, from <white> yeah. <laughs> get from your fathers. It could, if you know, if a, if a British slave trader had a, a son with an enslaved African woman, then that son's going to be black. And over generations, he can look like you and me or look like you. Gotcha, but gotcha. the Y chromosome is still going to go back to Britain. Gotcha. So I didn't want to come here and give you, have the chance of giving you um, European results. Please don't. So <laughs> that's why I said The last thing the, I want in my life right now. <laughs> the maternal test. So actually, I'm going to do you both at the same time. Is that okay, cool? Because your results are extremely <laughs> similar. No, man. I don't want to be able to try with that, man. <laughs> They're extremely <laughs> similar. <laughs> so, we found both of your ancestries. I got anxiety now. <laughs> Me too. In three countries. Oh, boy. Okay. And these three countries are very closely related. Mm-hmm. They're closely close in proximity, and the um, groups are related. So, the first country we found your ancestry in is Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. So, okay. And you're both Mende. Mende people in Sierra Leone. So, that's the same as your wife, Charlemagne. Okay. Um, people like Isaiah Washington, uh, Coretta Scott King, okay. people like that are Mende. Okay. Now, the Mende were on the Amistad. If you remember, they're the ones who turned the Amistad around. Yes. Okay? The other important Great thing about too, the, the Mende, I know that you come from South Carolina, right? Yep, Charleston. So, the Mende were rice farmers. Mm. And slavery was a business, right? This wasn't just some haphazard right, right. thing mm-hmm. that happened. So the planters in South Carolina, the rice planters, needed skilled labor in rice. And so they took the Mende and brought them to South Carolina. I prefer stole. And Georgia. Kidnapped. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, my, yes. mo- my mother's mother, mother, my mother's grandmother is from South Carolina. Well, there in you Virginia. go. There you go. And so um, that's one group. Then right next to Sierra Leone is a country called Guinea-Bissau. Mm. Guinea-Bissau is a very small, it's a tiny country on the continent, and unfortunately a very uh, poor country. In mm. fact, they don't even have any representation here in the United States. There's no embassy I could send you to or wow. anything like that, no diplomatic presence. 
you both share ancestry with people from Guinea-Bissau. Envy, your people are the Fulani, mm-hmm. and the Fulani were nomads. So you'll find Fulani all across Africa. You'll mm-hmm. find them in Senegal. You'll find them in Mali. You'll find them in Nigeria, mm-hmm. where, we, where my people are. Charlemagne, your people are the Balanta in Guinea-Bissau. And Balanta means those who resist. I'm starting to see a theme here, right? Mm. We've got the Mende who mm. resisted enslavement. We've got the Balanta who were resistant. Mm-hmm. And then you're a wanderer. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the last country we found is just one country away from Guinea-Bissau. So there's not even 800 miles between Sierra Leone and Senegal. You know, these are artificial borders. Mm. You share ancestry with the Mandinka Mandingo. Mandingo. Oh, I always knew I was a Mandingo. <laughs> I was a Mandingo. Hey. My wife told me I was a Mandingo. All right. Hey. That's the same thing, right? Yeah, okay. it's the same thing. What's the Mandingo so, warriors? Who you want to see? Well, you know, the, <laughs> the Mandinka are the griots. They're the, the keepers of the history and the culture through uh, oral traditions and musical traditions. So mm-hmm. I thought it was consistent that... Um, so we're resistors and we're in the music. Well, I'm a resistant in the music. Mm-hmm. Yep and into communication, which is why we're here now. So congratulations. Welcome to the African Ancestry family. Gotcha. There are a lot of places. I don't know if you've traveled to any of these countries. I haven't, but I will. These results you get to share with everybody in your family. So if you have a family reunion on your mother's side, these results are going to apply to all of us. So I'm from three different tribes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you think about it, so remember I told you they're not even 800 miles between Sierra Leone and Senegal. So it's mm. like you could you could be living in D.C. and have people in Atlanta. Mm. You're in different places, but gotcha. you share the same genetics. And then ethnic groups aren't genetic. The Mende, the Mandinka, the Balanta, the Fulani, those are social and cultural groups. Okay. So... You could be in D.C. and be a Baptist, and your mother could be in Atlanta and be A.M.E. Mm, you. you belong to different groups that share different traditions, may have different values, but you have the same genetics. I didn't know it could be more than one. Yeah, okay. and, and they're so closely related that we just gave you everything. Now, in your letter, you'll mm-hmm. see something called a sequence similarity score. Right. Mine's 100%. Yours is 100. Is yours 100? 99.7. Okay, so in your case, Charlemagne, we found identical matches. Wow. So we found people in each of those groups in our database. Remember I told you it's the largest in the world, mm-hmm. over 33,000, that have your exact same mitochondrial DNA signature here. Wow. MV, we found people whose um, signatures are 99.7% the same as yours. So they're not identical, mm-hmm. but we feel damn sure, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we are highly confident that uh, you share ancestry with those groups. Gotcha. So you can pick and choose. You can, you know, identity is fluid. You get to you get to form your identity however you see fit. Me and my wife are not related, are we? No. Your, okay. your markers, <laughs> if, when you get home, you can compare right. your letters, and these are going to be different than hers. So, so, so me and Charlamagne are brothers. Yep. But you didn't need me to tell you right, that, right? See that? We related. Man, shut up. <laughs> See, every time you talk light-skinned, you just as light-skinned as me. No, See I'm that? Not. Yes, you are. <laughs> no way. We brothers. Man. I am excited. So where can they get these African Ancestry tests, Gina? At AfricanAncestry.com. AfricanAncestry.com. 
All right, Gina, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you for coming. Thank we you really for having me. appreciate you. So, Charlemagne, I brought you something else, too. What's this? I brought you a gift. Thank you very much. So oh, this is beautiful. That's a new pendant. It has wow. Senegal, nice. Sierra Leone, and um, Guinea-Bissau on it. Your name is engraved on the back. Thank you With your countries. Much. And so, if now that I... Now that we've revealed yours, Envy, I'll make sure that you get a pendant. Thank you as very well. much. You get him a Latin America pendant. No, uh, true. I'm now you can never say I'm um <laughs> on my mama's side. I say I'm African. I'm your brother. Shut up. I'm your brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man. How's mom doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. I've had a good time. Thank, Thank you, you very for much. Having me. All right. Thank now. you, Gina. It's the Breakfast Club. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. Mess it up. We got Nisha on the line. Nisha, good morning. Good morning. How you doing this morning, Nisha? I'm doing okay. I'm hoping you guys can help me out. Okay, now who do you want to shoot your shot with? His name is Andre. Okay, tell us about Andre. He's a really sweet dude. He's um, my big brother's one of his best friends, so I've known him since I was like a girl. He's always just been really cute, and um, we started hooking up like a couple of months ago and um, now I want to like tell my brother we've been doing it on a super low low and I want to tell my brother so we can like be together. So you want to tell your brother that his friend been smashing? I want to tell my well I mean yeah but I want to tell my brother that we're going to be together. Okay so that you want this to be your man so have y'all discussed this? I mean you know how sometimes you don't need to what, what, what doesn't need to be said doesn't need to be said you know like we don't have to talk about that I know he wants to be with me. Oh, That's let, me your let me make sure I'm clear friend. it's your brother's best friend. Mm-hmm. And you've been smashing your brother's best friend. That's not going to turn out right. How old, is, how old is your brother's best friend? How old do you? Are you the little sister? I'm the little sister. Yeah. Oh, wow. Now, that's going to be a little fight. Oh, you just smashing grown. my little sister. She's grown. Nope. So, <clears throat> let me, so do y'all like go on dates or is it just a y'all smash sometimes thing? We go out when, when, you know, time allows. I'm a nurse, so sometimes I work, uh, you know, all day, all night. But, um, you know, we go out and... and you guys talk on the phone, night. y'all FaceTime and all that? Sometimes, yeah, and we text a lot. Does he text you, good morning, Bay? I miss you, thinking of you. <laughs> of course. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You, I don't know how this is gonna work, man. Yeah, are, are you prepared to, for your brother to tell you that this guy has been smashing a whole bunch of other chicks, and you just another one in the long line? True. Or maybe he's a good guy, and he would love for his sister to be with his good friend. I'm going with that. Okay. All right, well, let's see what happens. Well, hope for the best. There's only one way to find out. And is your brother big? Because if not, he, I'm sure he's gonna beat the hell out of this guy. <laughs> They've been friends for a long time. I don't think there's going to be any problems. Well, the moral of shoot your shot is hope for the best, wish for the worst, because the worst always leads for better ratings for us. Okay, all right. Well, hold on. We'll call him. And when we come back, so don't move. Keep it locked. What's his name again? Andre. Andre. All right, we're going to call Andre. When we come back, keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we have Nisha on the line. Now, Nisha, we're about to call Andre now, so let's call him. Hey, Andre, this is Nisha. What up? Um, I wanted to call and, and talk to you about something that has been on my mind for a minute. Oh, boy. What's me, my boy? What's up? <laughs> I think it's time that we tell my brother that, you know, we together. 
We're together. What you, what you mean we're together? What you mean we're together? Well, we're not together that. now because we're on the low. Like, you act like you're scared. You don't want to tell my brother what we've been doing. And I'm like, forget it. Like, let's just tell him. Tell the family so we can be together. See, now this is why I didn't even want to go down this rabbit hole with you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, what? just because we messing around don't mean we're together. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. I know we're not together now. Yeah, but see, when we first started messing around, one of the first things we said was we wasn't going to, you know, no feelings involved. You know, we just having fun. You know, that's why I don't understand where you calling me with this all out of left field right now. This how you treat a woman that you don't have any feelings for? Listen, it's just, we just having fun, babe. I don't understand, you know, of mm -hmm. course I care for you. You know, you're my friend, you know? I definitely care for you, but... You know, all of that relationship stuff, I'm not trying to hear that. And I'm definitely not trying to tell this dude or the family or anybody else, you know? What we do is between us, boy. Nope, you know not anymore. Okay. It's between this you going... and the whole Breakfast Club listening audience. Nisha, What's this up, isn't man? going too well. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy, bro. Now, you said you didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, but you didn't go down a rabbit hole. You went down your friend's sister's kitty cat hole. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Now you got me. Now you got me on... The radio? Like, are you serious? That's what you get for messing with little sis. I can't believe you right now. That's right. I can't believe you. Completely brand new. You got me on the breakfast club? Like, everybody listens to this yeah, yeah. All right. So, much. so Andre, you're being honest, though. You guys are just sleeping around. You don't want to be with her. I, no, I don't want No, nah, I'm not trying to do all of that. I mean, Damn. Nisha, he's honest with you. You know, it's now up to you no, if you decide. No, I mean, listen, you, you got to stop playing. If you don't want a girl to think that you don't want to be with her, then you got to stop doing the stuff that you do. You treat me mad nice. You got me a kick. Mm. Well, he you should still treat you nice, oh, Nisha. You wait, wait, wait. Would so you eat the butt? What? Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. you mean you going around, you just eating mad booty? You just wow. eating ass everywhere you go? You eat all your friend's sister's ass? <laughs> Stop it. Huh? Andre? You're a cereal ass eater? <laughs> Andre, you a cereal sister ass eater? <laughs> <laughs> she ate me first. That's oh. Wow. Okay, this is a your ass eater too. Okay. And it was tickled, warm tickle down there. All right, so y'all did a 69 in the b Yeah, it sounds like y'all belong together if you ask me. Dang. But, okay, but instead of trying to disrespect each other, I guess what it is, Nisha, he don't want to be with you like that. So if you still want to continue to mess with him because he treats you nice, that's on you. But just know it's not a relationship. Well, he might not want to be with me, but he's going to have to tell my brother something because I'm pregnant. Wait a minute. Hey, she hey, didn't okay, Andre, she did not tell right. us this. <laughs> but hey, are, you, are you really pregnant? Yeah, I'm, I really am. I'm taking my ball and going home. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Andre. I don't know if I believe it because women, sometimes women do one or two things in this situation. They either say they're pregnant or they say you raped them. I, I, don't, I don't think it's mine. I don't think it's mine. What? Oh, that's not the way to go. You think she's a hoe? Yeah, I don't think Are it's you mine. Are you kidding me? No, we're just having fun. And I don't know what you out there doing. Now you're talking about you're pregnant and this and that. Did fun include condoms? Listen, Nisha? Well, that's what this little baby is going to be named. It's going to be named Fun then because that's what happened. <laughs> you know what? Was Andre wearing condoms, Nisha? Yes. N not all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, all the time. All the time. All right, well, let, oh, well, guys, I think you guys need to handle this one. This was a little too far yeah. out of our tax bracket. Yeah, Andre, I hope that uh, you enjoyed your little fun because now you're about to have a little fun on the way, okay? Oh, my she gosh. She said that's what you going to name them. Next thing she's going to be saying is you. It's yours, Charlamagne. Stop no, it. Can't. Don't be disrespectful. That might be your child's mother. Are you going to tell Andre now? I mean, Andre, are you going to tell her brother now? No, uh-uh, no, uh-uh. That's not my, she's not pregnant, you know, and she's crazy. You know, any, 
she calling up here a radio station and doing this and that. She's crazy. Man. Did you guys have Did you guys have unprotected sex? No. She just said sometimes. He said yes. He said no. She listen. She I, even look, man. Get him, Nisha. Get his ass. Literally. I mean, there's nothing for <laughs> me to even say. I mean, he out here, obviously, in the street just doing all types of stuff dirty. He's going to get what comes to him. But that's fine. That has nothing to do with anything. You don't want to tell my brother? Fine. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to also tell him I'm pregnant. So either way, you're going to have to deal with it. All right. Well, well, guys. This... I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I can't do this with you because I got a girl. You know what I mean? My girl's going to be Oh, my goodness. Well, you should have thought about that, Andre, you before thought you about decided that, not to be Andre. A, a member of the faithful male community, okay? So, oh Andre, goodness. basically, you've been cheating on your girlfriend, and you didn't even let her know you had a girlfriend, so now this happens. Uh-uh. Well, we was messing around before I got a girlfriend, so, you know. Wow. It's not really cheating, I don't think. Oh, my but you still was so messing cool. with her, even after you, that's still cheating? You had a girlfriend. My goodness. So now what you, no, because what he's saying is he's cheating on me with this chick. No, well, no, you're not no. his girlfriend. I'm his girl. No, you're not my girl. You're acting crazy again. You know what, guys? You know, I'm sorry this didn't work out the way it was supposed to. Uh, Nisha, good luck with the baby. Andre, uh, support your kid. Keep right? us updated, though. Yeah, Nisha, call us after you had the baby. Okay. All right. That didn't go well. Not at all. All right, well, rumors up next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Time to shoot your shot. Time to shoot your shot with the Breakfast Club. This is your one chance. Don't mess it up. Mess it up. Mess we it have up. Asia on the line. Asia, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing great. Now, who do you want to shoot your shot with? All right. He's my friend, Sean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, basically, he's known me for years. He knows the best, the worst about me, all that. And he also knows my three kids. And he's an exceptional role model to them. Like, they love him. Mm. He's an amazing guy. So, I mean, I was, like, bringing my kids to school, and they listened to Breakfast Club. And when I heard about the shoot shot, I was like, hold up. Let me just tell hold him. It. So you want your kids to hear you get rejected this morning? Is no, that what you're telling us? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> now, how <laughs> many baby so daddies funny. do you have? I have one. Okay, only one baby daddy. All right. That's now, okay. Now, do you like Deshaun because he's a, a, a nice person and, and you really like him, or the fact that he just treats your kids good? No, of course he's nice. He's he's calming. He he have all the same interests, but he is an amazing role model for them. Like, yeah, he, that goes hand in hand. If he's a good he guy, is. he treats the kids good. Are you attracted to him? Yeah, yeah but just because he's a role yeah, model for your kids, don't mean he need to be your piece of penis. That that is true. It's attractive to no, her. I, I'm very attracted to him. All Does right. he know that? I mean, I we've been friends, so I. You, you ever flirted with him when he when he come over to, to, to say what's up to the kids? Do you put do you dress up a little bit? <laughs> I mean, I make sure I look presentable. Did you ooh. catch a vibe? Did you catch a vibe from him that Tell he's me. feeling you too? Did you just right. go ooh? I have caught a vibe. He does look at me like he likes me, but he's very like you know what I'm saying, like reserved, respectful. Not like, Yes, yes, exactly. And which makes me like him even more. All right. He could be looking at you like, man, I know she ain't trying to be sexy right now. I'm just over here to get these no, kids some, some candy so and leave. He's attracted to me. All right. Well, All right. when we come back, we're going to call Sean up, and um, we're going to let you do your thing. Hopefully it works out. If you need help, just let us know. We'll tap in. We're here. How many, how many kids she got again Three. now? Oh, wow. By one guy, right? So, so hold on, mama. Yeah. 
And I don't know. If, not too many people want a ready-made family nowadays. You just just add water. Yeah, you never poof. know. He might have his hey. own kids. All right, we'll call him when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Asia on the line. Asia, you ready to call him? I'm ready. All right, hold on.
Asia, don't listen to Envy. He lying to you right now. I don't know, I don't know Whatever. if you're going to find anybody better. You can find somebody, somebody better Somebody that will love you and your kids. And your kids. That's right. I'm going to tell you one thing, Asia. I'll tell you one thing. You always got a friend in Jesus. Oh, my God. Stop it. Thank you very much. I'm sorry it didn't work out. Yep. Are you, are you, all right. I'm sorry. Don't waste your time anymore. That didn't end great. Oh. I feel bad. But, but, no, I hope, but, but I let's hope be you honest. didn't have her kids in the car. But let's be honest, right? <laughs> Yeah, I hope their kids weren't in the car. But if, if you're dating somebody and their kids are, are, are not well, you know, I don't want to say trained, but don't have manners and all that, do you still stay? Because kids, no, that's part of the family. Especially if they're referring to me as who you, but and then going to the mama and saying, mama, who this? You know what I mean? You, you got to learn my name. You remember that one time when Charlemagne was talking to No, ain't no Charlemagne nothing. Charlemagne uh, don't move like that no more. You don't want to hear this. Charlemagne has been a part of the Faithful Male community for about two, three years now. Well, prior I am to a that. Happily, I am a happily married <laughs> and that, man. And that okay? little boy was like, Dad, can you read me a book? Yep. And what did Charlemagne do? Read you read the him book? a book? Nope, I bailed just like Asia's baby daddy did. <laughs> <laughs> I you was read out. that book, though. <laughs> okay. My goodness. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about Nicki Minaj's new song since we got into that already. Okay. We'll get, get, get my farts ready, please, Dron. Goodness gracious. We'll talk about that when we come back at The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? All right, listen, man. Charlemagne the God here. I'm on vacation. I don't give a damn what y'all think about that because I deserve it. Now, The Breakfast Club is in 80-plus markets in 150 countries, so we have a lot of new listeners who probably don't even know who Charlemagne the God is. So use my time off to catch up on some of my past work, okay? Okay. If you're new here, I do a segment every day called Donkey of the Day. Donkey as in jackass, and that's when I give someone the credit they deserve for being stupid. So if you never heard of it, this is new to you, but if you are a regular listener, then this is an oldie but goodie because it's the best of the donkey of the day. Donkey of the day goes to Michael Rotundo. Now, if you don't know who Michael Rotundo is, he's a 30-year-old man who clearly has never heard such motivating records like TLC No Scrubs, where T-Boz Left Eye and Chili told young men they don't want no scrubs. A scrub is a man who can't get no love from them. Okay, hanging out the passenger side of their best friend's ride. I did not want to be that guy in the passenger side. Okay, when Rosanda Thomas said, oh, if you live at home with your mama, Oh, yes, boy, I'm talking to you. It sent chills up my spine. I knew at that point I couldn't live at home with my mama no more because you can't get chicks that look like chili, you know, with the natural baby hairs if you live home with your mom, okay? When Outcast and Goody Mob told me you need to get up, get out, and get something, don't let the days of your life pass by. You need to get up, get out, and get something because you and I got to do for you and I. When I heard that record, my rusty butt knew I had to get up and get out of my mama's house. And who can forget Jay-Z can I live, okay? He said rusty butt. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop worrying about my butt this morning. Okay, and who can forget Jay Z? Can I live? One line, one line. Let me know I can't live with my mama no more. And that line was, I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. And living in your mama house past a certain age is living dormant. Okay, see, Michael Rotundo is thirty years old and still lives at home with his parents. In fact, not only does he live at home with his parents, his parents had to sue him. Okay, to get him evicted from their house. Okay, real quick around the room. Can we play a game of guess what race it is? Okay, real quick around the room. Uh-huh. Envy, 30-year-old man, gets sued by parents to get him evicted from their home. What race is White. that individual? White. 
Angela Yee, 30 year old man, gets sued by parents to get him evicted from their home. What race is that individual? Caucasian. Why Let's go to CBS News for the report. 30-year-old Michael Rotundo has caught the attention of households around the country as a headstrong squatter in his parents' suburban Syracuse home. Parents Mark and Christina Rotundo told a judge they've been trying to evict their unemployed son for eight years, writing him five notices since February, even gifting Michael $1,100 to pay rent. In an interview today, Michael says he wants to move out but believes he's owed a six-month notice. I would consider uh, much of uh, what they were doing to try to get me out as a tax, I'll leave. I don't like living here, but I need, you know, I need reasonable time. But the judge ultimately sided with the parents. Michael blames an ongoing custody battle over his own son for overstaying his welcome at home. He's a college graduate. I went for uh, engineering, and then when I couldn't do the math, I uh, switched to business. But he couldn't keep a job. I have plans to be able to provide myself with the income I need to support myself, but it's not something that's going to uh, come together uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Matt Rotundo <laughs> has never heard the notorious B.I.G. say being broke at 30 gives a brother the chills. He personally, when I heard that line in 1995 when I was a teenager, I knew I couldn't be broke at age 30. I just wanted better for myself. Matt, you don't want better for yourself, okay? You want enablers in your life. You want to be dependent on your parents for the rest of your life. God forbid if your parents pass away, what you going to do? You don't pay bills. You don't pay rent. Your parents have given your parents have given you every opportunity to be to be great, and you haven't succeeded. Okay, your parents gave you eleven hundred dollars, and you can find a place to stay. Let me tell you something. When I first moved out of my mom's house, I left Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and got an apartment in West Columbia. Okay, you drop on the clues, Bronx, Columbia, South Carolina, the eight hundred three. <laughs> I think my rent might have been four hundred dollars at the time. Okay, I think I had to pay a security deposit and first month rent, so maybe it was eight hundred dollars. Okay, that's what I needed. I don't remember, but I do know I didn't have it. And I didn't have parents that could give me $1,100 to help me out. But I knew I had to get out. Okay, see, living with your mama past a certain age is the sunken place. And Matt, uh, Michael Rotundo, what's his name, Matt or Michael? Michael? Michael Rotundo, you are in the sunken place. Okay, so even though I didn't have the money, I saved up and got that money. And I wasn't even full-time at the radio station. Hot 103.9, by the way, where we now do mornings. Oh, they fired me at one time, too. But we do mornings You're back. now. Yes. Uh, you know, I was doing part-time at the radio station. I wasn't sure I was going to have the rent every month, but I said, F it, because anything was better than hanging, hanging out the passenger side of your best friend's ride and living with your mama. So in the words of Martin Luther King Jr., I took that first step even though I didn't see the rest of the staircase, and that is what Michael Rotundo is scared to do, take the first step to get his big 30-year-old rusty butt out of his mama house. Now, why is Matt Rotundo getting donkey today? Today, not just for being 30 and living with, living with his parents, but he was on TMZ Live, and he was asked if he thinks his parents are good people and listen to what he had to say do you think your parents are good people i would say no why do you say that well i just think that when you attack someone uh who's supposed to be you know someone you love it's really reflects poorly on i don't, I don't think good people do that once you do move out will there be a relationship between you and your parents no wow how dare you I can smell the privilege on his breath, okay? You know the level of entitlement you have to have to live with your parents for 30 years rent-free, and then when they finally want you to leave because they want to walk around their house naked or because they have taken care of you 12 years past the legal age, you have the nerve to say they're not good people. They raised you as a baby all through your teens and your 20s, and now they're not good people because you're 30 and they want you out your house, out their house? Well, Michael, I am sorry your parents disapproval of your behavior and sense of entitlement makes you uncomfortable. 
okay? Kids, always remember your parents owe you nothing, all right? And a sense of entitlement is a cancerous thought process that is void of gravi- gratitude and can be deadly to all relationships. Please give Michael Rotundo the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. I'm shocked the parents feel comfortable with him living in the house. What's crazy is he don't even speak to them in the house. Like, how dare they? That's what I'm saying. That, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of son that, you know, wakes up one day and decides to kill his parents. Yeah. All right. You know why? Wow, it's easy. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? What's Nip, up, what's up, my brother? What's the deal, bro? Now, I don't know nothing about L.A. politics, but are you allowed to wear that much red? I can do what I want, man. Plus, <laughs> it's, my, it's my brand, so okay. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, I like how red look with gold, you know what I mean? Do people trip like that with the colors you wear or... or? It depends. Like, again, I'm everybody know who I am as far as where I belong. So, you know, I be seeing, like, internet uh, comments sometimes when I be flamed up. But in L.A., you know what I mean? We grew up, if you was a real one, you could wear what you want. That don't really apply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, is, is it still heavy like that, though? I mean, it's it's like if I'm in somebody else's hood with a gang of red on and I'm I'm not a known face... And I'm in a crib hood, yeah, it'll probably I'll probably get addressed. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'll have that problem. They'd be like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Well, now, we congratulations sing- on the album. I got Finally, man. Yeah, finally. Finally. Victory lap. <laughs> yeah, victory lap in stores. Go grab that, stream that, all that. You, you don't, don't even see a victory lap, man. I, I had to. It took too long, right? You mm-hmm. had a lot to prove on that yeah, album. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Now, the album is dope, first and foremost. Thank you. I love the album. Thank um, you. I hear a lot that you don't like weirdo rappers. <laughs> Facts. Now, what's a weirdo rapper to you? Well, I think you talking about the line when I was like, this ain't this weirdo rap you is mm-hmm, used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, um, I felt pressure a little bit from where the game is at. And there ain't no diss to nobody specific. Just like mm-hmm. it ain't it ain't um, in the direction of what we grew up on in terms of like, you got to say something. You know what I mean? You got to be a man of respect or a woman of respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even from like just the drug stuff, like. You know, that was never glorified in, in, in rap culture. We could almost, like, live by Scarface or Jay-Z or Tupac lyrics. If we ain't had no principles, like a, a man around, we could live by their lyrics and come out as a solid individual. So that's what I meant, just as far as, like, you know, just returning to that direction. I don't know, like, telling people what to do, but just, you know, try to represent the principles that, that I grew up on in rap music. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's one thing I like about your music. It always has socially redeeming value to it. And on, on dedication, you know, Kendrick said that his man L said, do a song with Nip. He a better crip. But Kendrick said he a man first. Yeah. You know, you hear what he speaks about from black businesses yeah, and false yeah. imprisonments. And he said, listen, close is bigger than deuces and four. So is that a challenge for you to get people to see you for more than a stereotypical West Coast gangster rapper? I mean, people people receive me based on what I said. Mm-hmm. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame people for that. I came in and said... This is where I'm from, and this mm-hmm. is what I represent. Mm-hmm. But it was for a reason. I wanted, I wanted to establish, you know, what I belong to, and I looked at it like jail. That's what I used to tell my homies because even some of my homeboys would be like, "Bro, you can't come out talking about the hood, and specifically." You know what I mean? When you walk into a dorm, the first thing you establish is where you from, mm-hmm. and then from there you get into the the person behind this. Just in case whoever got a problem with this, wherever your enemies is, you go to the back, you handle your business, and then you get into like, okay. I could actually f- with you, you you know what I mean? We get to know each other, but 
you get that out the way first. And so, um, also, I wanted to, I wanted my message to impact gang culture. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wanted what I had to say to impact individuals like myself, young people that was in these areas that was controlled by gangbanging. I didn't want to preach to the choir, but I wanted to be able to say, you know, uh, I'm one of you, and where I'm going to go, wherever I end up, you're going you're gonna to know that you can end up there too, whether it's at the top of the game or in a successful situation as a business owner. I came from this, and it's, it's authentic, and I'm not on the outside of this culture. That's why I came in like I came in. I wasn't trying to, like, be on no super tough guy shit, You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be clear that, you know, wherever I take it, I'm not I'm not different. I'm I'm exactly the same. I've been through everything you've been through or you're going to go through as a somebody in that culture. What, that, is, a, what is a better crip? What does that mean? I don't know because I ain't said, but okay. what I would assume Kendrick meant was that um, somebody that is not 100% biased or outside of communicating with a blood or somebody from the other right. side of the mm-hmm. tracks. Maybe that's what he meant. That's what I took it as, you know? But I, we had to ask Kendrick his 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 take on what he meant by that. You talk about West Coast infrastructure. It was a period when you needed a Dr. Dre co-sign to get out of the West. Why why do you think that changed? Dre, man, he built, um, uh, I call it an island. Mm-hmm. If you look at music, it's like three or four islands in, in rap music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot, of, a lot of the things that you might not know, well, y'all know, but that the people might not know are connected to these islands. They connected. You mm-hmm. got the, like, Jimmy Iovine, Dr. Dre Island, which you got to list all the artists. Tupac came under that. Mm-hmm. Dre, Snoop, Game. Um, Kendrick. Well, yeah, Kendrick is a part of the top dog thing as well, but mm-hmm. it connects, you know what I'm saying? And so then you got, like, the Lior, Def Jam, Island, and that... Not Island Records, I'm just saying Island. Yeah, yeah, Island. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and uh, Rough Riders, Murder, Inc., Rockefeller. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, Kanye and all the artists that came out to Ye uh, fall under that. And then you got um, whatever happened on Sony, you know what I mean? And so it was one of them three options right. for an artist, and, unless you, you wanted to go what I call just taking the stairs and, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to how to get into one of those situations as your own thing. Top Dog did it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Top Dog created his own thing. Yeah. And so that was my goal to build an island myself. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. saw what, even like Jay, they got Rock Nation. That's an island. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. That's its own thing. Even though it came from them being an artist connected to another situation, they have turned that into its own operation. Yeah, we're talking to Nipsey Hustle. Of course, he has a new album, Victory Lap, out right now. Yee? What kind of conversations did you and Diddy have? Because you and Diddy yeah. formed a relationship. I assume through Lauren London and Cassie. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Bug threw me the alley oop, you know. <laughs> oh, you in trouble, Lauren? No, I'm saying yeah. Lauren. Lauren introduced me to Puff. Oh, got you. Got I mean, you. I knew Puff, but it was it was more of a personal relationship. After you know, mm-hmm. uh, we was at Double Cassie's birthday, and stuff. <laughs> something like that. You well, know, what made you want to get an old nigga like Diddy and put him on young? That's, that's crazy. <laughs> nah, Diddy, Diddy chose young. I try to get him more rap. Because oh, okay. I was I was referencing the Hate Me Now video mm. and what 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 his his presence on that record with Nas brought right. to it. I'm like, look, this this the record, this rap. I want you to get on this, put the mink on, get in the video. We gonna make a movie. And he was like, um, he told me the whole story behind that. He like, bro, I bust a forty million dollar check a week before I did that movie. So I went, I mean, that video. Wow. So he like, that's that's the energy you saw in that video. Wow. Like I went and spent all this dough on a chain, and we got tigers. He like, cause I got the biggest check of my life, yeah. So he like, we probably ain't gonna be able to recreate that. Energy. You know what I'm saying? But 
you know, um, when I played the rest of the songs for him, he heard Young and he chose that record. Really? Yeah, so, you know, he just went in the booth and then started, you take know. Take that, take that. Yeah, start gassing, <laughs> right. you know. But even still, like, rap, he gave me some real production advice on that record. When I played it for him, it was different than what y'all heard. He said it wasn't loud enough. Right? Yeah, and he was like, listen, bro, he pulled up Natural Born Killers by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Mm. He's like, this what you going for. This what y'all trying to do on this record. Maximize it. Make it sound like this. And we went back in the studio, and I played it for my producers, and then we turned it up and added a synth lead all the way through so it sound more like West Coast violent. You know what I mean? Mm. And I, I felt what he said after the fact. I was a little upset. Like, what you mean? This banging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but after I reapproached it, it, it was room to make the record better. See, and that's why all those people who say Diddy don't do Like, when they say he don't really produce. Nah, but see me, my understanding of Diddy, that's how I look at Diddy, mm -hmm. right? All right, think about my money, my problems. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to Big. Big is a legend. So what I'm about to say is not a shot against Biggie. Don't Please don't spin it like that mm -hmm. when they hear this. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is that, all right, I seen an interview when Biggie had the glasses on, and he was like, yeah, it's more money, more problems. You know what I mean? You got to, you just, it come with this sh That was before the record. Right. Mm. So who told the songwriter, hey, look, take the Diana Ross melody and take this line, more money, more problems, and in the hook with more money, more problems. That was puff. Right. That's production. Right. And big, and then presented it to Biggie. And who said sample the Diana Ross? I'm coming out record. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Who said that? That was Puff decision. Mm -hmm. And then through Biggie to Alley Oop, and Biggie came with the B I G P O. That's P -P classic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to catch that Alley Oop, I've been an artist. I know what that do. I gotta right. when I think, I think about. Then we should sample a big record. Then I think about what, what can I tell the songwriter for the hook. Then I gotta also do the verse. Mm -hmm. So that's what I told Puff, bro. Throw me some alley oops, like you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to what I'm saying in my interviews. Learn me. Get in your Puff Daddy the producer bag and throw me some alley oops. I'm gonna catch him. All right, we have more with Nipsey Hussle when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Nipsey Hussle in the building. Charlemagne, you said put Hard Knock Life on now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to clear? Who did you have to clear that with? Jay Z. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that record? I thought you played the keys over just enough that, where you uh, ain't had to clear. Nah, that's listen. a hustle hard motivation record. Yeah, hustle and motivate. Mm -hmm. Motivate. Yeah. Yeah. So when Jay Z got Annie to clear the record, I guess when he paid him, he said, "Y'all gotta let every other rap artist after me use it." Wow. Really? Yeah. So that was his. That was his deal with 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 uh whoever the producers and writers. Well, that's that, interesting. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Yeah. So we benefited off his negotiation and. 1998. Wow. We just, we just had to get Jay-Z to clear Because when he cleared it with the owners of the copyright, he made it to where any hip-hop artist after him could use the record. Jay did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, every hip-hop artist got to clear with Jay first. Well, they, just, they just need, excuse me, they just need the Jay-Z clearance. The Annie clearance is good as long as they're a hip-hop artist. Jay's always showed you love, wow. though. Didn't he buy like a thousand copies of your Crenshaw album? What, what he, album was a thousand dollars? He bought a hundred copies, 100 copies of copies. Crenshaw that was a hundred dollars. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And now you didn't even know him back then, eh? Nah, I mean, you know, I met Jay in L.A. years ago at a concert. I was just backstage and I, you know, I ran up to I ain't run up to him. I'm just like, what's up? I'm Nip. You know what I mean? I'm from L.A., bro. I'm from Rolling 60s. He actually bought a lowrider. The story is, I ain't never asked him, but he bought a lowrider from one of my homeboys, Money Mike. Mm -hmm. That's in the Maya video. Best of me. The baby blue one, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? He bought that from one of my homeboys, one of my G homies from L.A. That was the old school hustler. That was really his, huh? 
Yeah, that was his. He bought that. I'm tired of that being so real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's confirmed. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah, I'm I'm Nip. I'm from Rolling 60s. He like, nah, I know. And, you know, this was years before the, the Crenshaw thing. He like, you know, y'all you doing your thing. Keep keep going. So that was the only combo we ever had until the Crenshaw thing. But, um, yeah, Jake been a hundred, man. So, you know what that's I mean? Dope. A lot of love. Now, Blue Laces 2, one mm-hmm. of my favorite records on the album. You make a spook who sat by the door reference. You know about that, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I read yeah. that book. But I don't I don't think you a spook who sat by the door. I think your intentions are pretty clear. <laughs> well, now I would say so. But even to the, to the point we made earlier, that's one of the reasons I was so vocal about where I was coming from and, and what I represented because right. I, I, knew, I knew who I wanted to mobilize. You know what I mean? And uh, for anybody that ain't seen that book, I mean, seen that movie or read the book, it's about a gang member from Chicago who uh, you know, um, presented himself in a way he never caught no cases. He was he was he had a clean cut look, and he infiltrated the CIA. Yep. And he became educated and became and basically he used their agenda, which was to have a token in the CIA for political reasons. You know, we gonna speak right. blunt. F- it. Mm-hmm. Um, he used it against them, and I think that in terms of hip hop, you think of the message that they embrace. I feel parallel with, like, you know what I mean? The 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 power structure. I don't mean the culture of hip hop, but the power structure of music. They got prescribed personas they expect from us. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like the way he used their intention against him was was one of my underlying strategies. You know, yeah, you what got you got to put the medicine in the candy. 100%. And what's interesting about that book? All his people used to call him an Uncle Tom and a coon. You know what I'm saying? Sellout. Yeah, but he was there working for them the whole time. Yeah, and, and he and he. I don't want to go blow nothing up like he did in the movie. You know what I mean? But just in terms of being able to mobilize his homies to a to a higher cause, you know. There's a lot of little jewels that you're saying, and that's what I like. Like I said, the medicine really is in the candy because even when you drop a ball like about Dr. Sebi, yeah, like just that one thing they killed Dr. Sebi will make somebody go research who Dr. Sebi is. Dr. Sebi, Dr. Sebi, I thought it was Sebi. Sebi, Sebi, my bad, I said it wrong. My lingo a little different. Have you met Dr. Sebi? I never met him. I met his wife, and I take his products for sure. Why? Why you think they killed him? Why do they kill all holistic doctors? Messing up the medical industry. You short stopping their grind. Why do? get killed for hustling in front of a nigga spot. You short stopping the grind. And these, they check is billions. You got that get flipped for a couple hundred thousand. So you playing with some pharmaceutical money, you know, and what's crazy, I'm, I'm working on doing a documentary on the trial in 1985 when Dr. Sebi went to trial against New York. Right. Because he he put a newspaper, he cured AIDS. Yeah. Did he? Did he? He beat, beat the he case. case. And he went to federal court the next day and beat that case yeah. on record. Yep. And nobody talk about it. We're still talking to Nipsey Hussle. He's in the building right now. Now, what happened with Reebok? And, and, and Were you signed to Reebok? Did Reebok do the release that you were there? Nah, I did I did an endorsement with Puma right. recently. Um, I don't want to go too deep into that. Because I had to check your footwear when you said it. I was like, yeah, we yeah, got them on. Come on, man. Okay, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't uh, <laughs> faking. Mm-hmm. Nah, but I don't want to go f- too far in the details with the with the other thing because it's something that we're going to pursue. But, um... You know, it wasn't authorized. Mm-hmm. It wasn't authorized, and they they put all money in on the shoe. They put Rich Rolling on the shoe. I don't even. That's that's some gang. You don't put Rich Rolling on no shoe. You know, you gotta pay thousands of people. It's doing life in jail. That you know what I mean. Fall under that structure. So you gotta be careful with that. You know, yeah. even, I don't. I'm not even taking a check for nothing to say Rich Rolling. Mm-hmm. I would have told him. I'd have told the designers, no, bro, stay clear of that. You can't copyright. That's like putting Crip on a shoe or something. Who you gonna pay? 
And that causes problems for you because like, oh, you got paid off. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I, even outside of that, because if, if if I was right, I would I would stand on being right. That's not right. Mm-hmm. I'm not the I'm not the beneficiary of that. You can't just pay me and think that. And they, by the way, they didn't pay me. But you can't just pay me and think that. Oh, we we paid Nip and he speak for the Nah, bro. It's, that, the past, right? They got a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? What I look like taking a a check? I can't do that. Mm. And I'm grinding all my life. You tell a story where somebody got stomped out, and you say 50 and Mayweather bounced with y'all in Vegas. What was yeah. that? <laughs> that was a long time ago, man, at a club. Me and YG was performing at in Vegas called Strip Hop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody, a melee broke out, and, uh, you know, it ain't going their favor. The niggas that started it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just so happened 50 and, and, and Mayweather was in the club. You know, they had all the cars, and they was really just coming to show love. And, uh, you know... It made the news. It was a big old thing, but tried to rob us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, somebody was waiting outside of my section. It was all girls coming into the section to take pictures. And, you know, you be in the section, your chain hang. You right. be standing on the couch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody was like, where you from? One of the I'm thinking of your fan. I'm like, huh, you at my concert. You don't know where I'm from. <laughs> I'm from L.A., bro. He's like, no, where you from? And I frowned. I guess my homeboy seen me frowning. Dope fiending. And then it just <laughs> a, a, big old, a big old melee broke out. You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, that's what that was about. It's I, on YouTube. The, the the news footage is on YouTube. Right. But why yeah. 50 and Mayweather had to bounce with y'all? Like, they needed, they needed to get out the club? Or? Well, you that was probably taken out of context. Okay. They yeah. left the same time. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? They, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Floyd was there with 20, 30 security, and 50 was there with, with 50, 30 people. So I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. That was good money. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I wasn't saying, like, they needed our help. It's just, like, you know, a uh, little fact. They was in the building, and, you know, they got footage of Floyd on, on the internet arguing with the police mm. in the front of the club. You know, I just, I be trying to revolve around real shit that took place. You mm. know what I mean? Right. Just to go back to the Dr. Sebi thing real quick. What makes you want to do a CB. documentary? Doc, okay. Get CB. it right, man. What makes you want to do a documentary about Dr. CB? I think the story is important. I think mm-hmm. it's a powerful narrative. It is. You know what I mean? And I think if, imagine this. Anybody in this room, if I could say, hey, somebody cured AIDS, y'all be like, yeah, right. And then I could show you a, a example of him going to trial and proving in a court to a jury that he cured AIDS. Y'all would be interested in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And y'all would look into the way he did it, right? So I feel like more so than, like, championing his products or explaining his methodology, put some light on that case. Imagine being able to cure cancer or being able to cure... Any type of herpes, just all kinds and of And that's what he do, by yeah, the that's way. That's what he did. He yeah, had, yeah, he, yeah. He used to send all types of, of vitamins up to the station. Uh, you had herpes? No. I said vitamins <laughs> to the station. <laughs> did you hear me? I said vitamins Not anymore, to the station. Damn, heavy. This <laughs> guy's <laughs> crazy. All right, well, let's get into a Nipsey Hustle joint. It's featuring Kendrick Lamar. It's called Dedication. The Breakfast Club. What up, y'all? It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Nipsey hustles in the building. That was his joint dedication featuring Kendrick Lamar. Now, now, Nipsey, you were talking about Cardi and her wearing different colors, and nah, she but, wasn't a, a, a real. No, nah, that's not what I said. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Just because she's a woman. Yeah, I, I like Cardi B. Right. Cardi B did a verse for me. You mm-hmm. started it off saying, "I like." Yeah, Cardi. that's 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 a fact. Like I, anybody don't like Cardi, they hate her. I, I used to watch her IG clips and be laughing like, this girl crazy, but right. her personality is golden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But wrong is wrong, right is right, bro. That's what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. That love me, bro, gonna tell me, bro, you was wrong. Right. All right, don't tell me that in public. Wait till we get back to the hood. I might set off a melee 
And we you gonna fight with me, but when we get back to the hood, bro, that was bud. Don't do that. You gonna have us. You gonna get us in a wreck. Wrong yeah. is wrong, right is right. That terminology she used is like real. And look, let me just for the record. That's how bloods talk. Mm-hmm. Bloods say crap. Bloods say flu. Crips say slob. Crips say dead. Like if I was with all my homeboys, I'd be like, bro, give me a dead bull. That's how we talk. Mm-hmm. But I'd be intentionally respectful on the record. Because we talking about a public environment, which is the music industry. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? We saw what happened with Death Row. Mm-hmm. So we going to set trip in public? Y'all going to get caught on camera squabbling? Mm-hmm. You going to violate why you worth 300 million, Suge Knight? Mm. You going to go to the pen? Pac, you going to die? Right or wrong? Mm-hmm. That happened. That was gang banging. That was set tripping publicly. So we would be bad leaders to re 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 create that. What about somebody like Takashi 69? I don't want to talk about other people for real, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I I feel I feel my own way about it, but God bless everybody, man. Get your money. You mm-hmm. feel me? I, what I said about Cardi, Big asked me, and so I spoke on it, but I don't want to hate on Cardi B. Get mm-hmm. your money, Cardi. I respect what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, she done a verse for me. I see the Migos, I shake their hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I respect her come up. She came from the gutter. About saying disrespectful things on uh, on IG, mm-hmm. I'm going to always be like, that ain't the move. That's not that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Now, do I tell you what to do? Nah. You get it how you live. If you like it, I love it. Mm-hmm. I just know me and mine, we're going to move this way because I'm going to always stand on what I do. So that if I walk into a room full of bloods and I ain't going to be like, oh, they go to slobs, I'm not finna talk like that. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's called being a cell soldier on some jail shit. You know what I'm saying? What's a cell soldier? A that's in the cell popping it. Gotcha, because you gotcha. can't get touched. You hiding behind the the, the, the cell. Where, where? You know what I'm saying? Pop the gates. Talk like that. Mm-hmm. If you ain't gonna talk like that, then keep it one way. I've been in the, a tank with a hundred bloods before. I'm from 6-0 Crip. I ain't finna call the slobs to kill me. But I ain't finna... I'm, this is where I'm from, homie. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so... Same the other way around. I, I've been in a, a dorm with a hundred crips and two or three bloods, and niggas ain't using that terminology. They not. That's just against the laws of nature. This is self preservation gonna prevent you from talking like that. That's what I was speaking on. Mm-hmm. But for the record, and just for the New York bangers, I respect real niggas everywhere in every city and state. I, you can't take that from nobody. Gang culture came from out of L.A. I don't mean it ain't real. In New York, mm-hmm. that pushing a, a, a line as Bloods and Crips, but we gotta be honest. We gotta speak honestly. We can't be political about the dead and doing life for. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. That, so that's 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 my stance on it. But like I said, everybody get money, man. I respect Cardi. You know what I mean? She linked up with with Wacko, one of my a, 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 I respect. He a Paro, and you know, I ain't mad at her. Do your thing. I just my personal opinion. It's in your interest not to be public dissing gangs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want to put your security at risk. Because it ain't going to be you shooting or getting shot at. You're going to be pushed into the car. You know, we, we were talking about uh, on Friday last week, we were talking about checking in. And and how do you feel about checking in? Because, I mean, it's it's a big thing, especially in L.A., you know what I mean? Because it's so open. And, you mean, you could drive in a block in L.A., one block, it'd be a sunny, clean block. Next block, you in the middle of the hood. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Checking in is it, it it suggests friendly extortion mm-hmm. when you say checking in. A relationship is different because we all need relationships. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm sure when you travel, you from New York, mm -hmm. but you got relationships all over the country. Charlotte, man, you got relationships all over. Angela, I'm sure you do too. And a relationship, I don't, I don't believe in fake relationships. Mm -hmm. So it just establish genuine relationships everywhere you go. You'll be in a better position. And you do that off being respectful mm -hmm. and being, you know, you reciprocated. Somebody come to your city, bro, you need something. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a car, some weed, you know what I mean? You want to go somewhere to eat, what you need. You out of town, I got you. Mm -hmm. Not just some protection, you feel me? So I, I, I wouldn't say a, the check-in. I don't know nothing about that, but just... I got relationships in New York mm -hmm. that it's respect. When I pull up, you know what I mean, to make sure I got whatever I need. Same in L.A. I can get you from the airport, bro. You can take my car. You can come to my store. You can you meet my homeboys. You can get numbers if you any problems or whatever. Just call in. Or you want to know where to go eat at. That ain't because you had to. That's because it's respect. Yeah, respect. we yeah. it's strength in numbers, and we only from one place, right. you know? Now, what happened with the LGBT community? They they were set tripping on you at one point when you... <laughs> you know, man, they... For the record... Come on, man. I'm, I live in L.A. I'm in the music industry. You gonna... I, I can't, there's no way I could have take issue with anybody's sexuality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, I got people in my family. I got people I love. Mm -hmm. My homegirls, some of the, you know, people that I grew up around that, you know, that's their lifestyle. I could never judge nobody for for their sexuality what they what they took out of context was a critique on the media i made a critique on the media and i was really speaking toward what my homeboy big you did for the kids mm -hmm. and the image of you know somebody that came from prison that came from gang culture what 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 the image gets portrayed as around that type of individual and what this 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 person's actually doing. And, you know, I think that it was taken out of context. Um, you know, and that's a, that's a sensitive thing. I would never want people to feel alienated or like, damn, you know, an artist that I'm inspired by or look up to or somebody I respect might look at me as less than. That's not what I meant, you know what I'm saying? And I think it just got taken out of context and, you know, it's a movement right now for, like, acceptance and mm -hmm. equality. So, you know, there's a whole machine built behind. It's like uh, like a witch hunt. You know what I'm saying? Let it, like, let anybody say. Oh, sexism, homophobia. It's a witch hunt. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I fell into that. It's all good. You know what I mean? I respect it. I'm with the movement of equality, and everybody respect everybody as individuals. God is the creator and the judge. I'm not the judge. I think they were just upset because they felt like you were implying that homosexuals couldn't look like so-called so real men. And that was probably the error that, that I made in, in articulation, that, you know, it could be read like that. I could have been more clear, you know what I'm saying? But I, me personally, I judge things off of intention. We all human. We're going we gonna to make mistakes, but I gauge somebody's intention. Mm -hmm. What was you trying to say? You know what I'm saying? Right. And if the intention is clear, I give the, the execution a little wiggle room, you know what I'm saying, or the, or the articulation. And I, I I asked everybody, look at my attention. You know what I'm saying? What was I trying to say? I was trying to big up my homeboy for creating a banquet for these young right. kids from the hood that play football, got everybody suited and booted. I seen niggas in there that was killers at one time mm -hmm. with suits on, you know, serving the kids food. And you know what I mean? I'm like, we got to do this more often. I wanted to shed light on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My, my, my last question for Nip, man, because mm -hmm. I'm riding in the car and I'm like, boy, Nip going to get in some for this. You said that your mistress is Creole. How do you get away with that? 
Man, it's music, man. Oh. I said, I said, my wife is a C note. I said, this life is a free throw. My life, my wife is a C note, but my mistress is Creole. You know, that was a that was number one. I recorded that before me before I had a girl for real. Okay, I was in a right. that's that's a disclaimer. Yeah, right yeah, that's a fact, though. I ain't just yeah, being political. You, but then you. again, it's music, man. Like my girl's an actress. If she kissing on camera, what I'm gonna be mad? Nah, do your thing. This I love is, I love the fact you said your girl, so y'all back together, y'all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We solid. Players right. f up too, man. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say about <laughs> that. Man. That's, that's the reason I ask because she don't play. Yeah, she'll no. run down on you. She oh, yeah, she me. ran down on, on Charlamagne. <laughs> you know, Charlamagne went hard, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Boogie, 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 man, you know, she know how to defend herself and stand up, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And you know, um, she from LA. Mm -hmm. She grew up. Um, a lot of people might think she got a privileged background. She ain't got no privileged background. They she, think she's new, new in real life. That's what they yeah. think. From Atlanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah nah, but she come from L.A., man, and you know what I mean. She seen Charlemagne and zeroed in, but she. I, I told, I told her, I told her from jump though. I'm like, you gonna meet Charlemagne and like Charlemagne, respect Charlemagne. You know what I mean? Charlemagne known for being honest and and you know what I mean, ruffling feathers. But I know his stance, and I'm like, y'all got the similar mentality in terms of like what's right. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, she she got a lot of love and respect for you. Word. Well, we yeah. appreciate you joining us. Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Victory, Victory lap. lap. Yeah. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah.